Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and we have a really fun one today for you. We have a guest interview with Michael Butler from uh, right outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. This is going to be a really fun one. Michael gets in his story and tells us about uh, how he got started a couple years ago and full, going full-time in his business and what all they've got going now. And then further on down the show, uh, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes in, we get into a little short discussion on the the concept of a tractor versus a mini skid or something like that because that's a it's a topic that I've always wondered and thought about in my own head for guys that are doing like simple planning install jobs um, versus a lot of dirt work well is the tractor worth it because the tractor doesn't tear up turf things like that just a little 25 27 horsepower tractor versus a, a mini skid so that's a fun conversation we get into if that's ever interested you stay tuned like I said about 20 minutes in and uh, that'll be a really fun uh, conversation for you to hear. And this, the show today is really fun. It's uh, it's really it's great from start to finish. So I hope you enjoy this. Thanks to Brian Fullerton, Launchpreneur Academy, for partnering with us today. Stay tuned to hear some more words from him and Launchpreneur Academy that's coming up, uh, Launchpreneur Academy Live in Novi, Michigan. That'll be going to be a really really fun event. So uh, without any further ado, let's hop on into today's show and hear some more from Michael. So uh, I'm Michael, I'm owner of Butler Landscapes, and uh, kind of this kind of the same story as everybody else um i worked for a commercial maintenance company for 12 to 13 years um started when i was about 15 and uh kind of did this part-time in the evening a little extra cash here and there and uh about two years ago i got to the point where it was just overwhelming doing both of them and uh i decided to just form an LLC and, and do it full time and, uh, and go, go full time with it and everything. And, uh, but what's unique about my story is the, the guy I used to work for that owned all the strip malls and stuff like that. We did maintenance on whenever we didn't have anything going on or slow around the, the shop centers and whatnot. He owned a goat and walking horse farm. And, uh, so we would bale hay in the summer, um, you know, trim hoofs, work with the horses, you know, and kind of got to learning really the maintenance side, working on all the tractors and everything. That's kind of how I just uh, learned the rope of working on stuff. And uh, but now still can call him whenever we get slow time in the winter. He'll 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 still help me out and help him out. and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a good ride though. We're uh, still going strong. I've got one guy hired him end of last season. Hired him kind of late fall, um, and he's still with me to this day. It's just me and him, and uh, just just been crushing it, man. Well, that's a cool story. Uh, now it's time to unpack it. So. Yeah. 
let's go back to the beginning. What made you, you said you were doing it part-time for a couple of years and it got too overwhelming. Um, were you married at that point when you made that jump? Uh, yes, yes. Me and my wife have been married uh, this year will be 10 years. Okay. This June. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you were definitely, definitely married when you made that jump. So, yeah. So what was that process like of making that jump from having that steady income, that full-time job, and then you got the side hustle, but uh, you want to take it on longer. I mean, you want to go full time with it. You have enough work to do, to do that. Um, what was that jump like? What I mean, was there tension there? Was there su- full on support? And, and not either either one is not right or wrong from your wife's sake. I mean, I totally understand a little hesitation there because that's a big it's a big jump there going from part time to full time like that. So, what was that whole process like, uh, both for you and then for y'all uh, together as a married couple? Yeah, well, she. She's always been real supportive of the whole process. I just got to where I kind of just wanted to be my own boss. Um, I, I love listening to all these podcasts, and not that my old boss was bad or anything. I was just like, I want to take the leap. I want to be my own boss, do my own thing, make my own hours. And uh, we just sat down one night, and we I worked a bunch of hours with him, and I was like, I probably work the same going, working for myself, as you know. And, uh, and she was like, well, I support you in any way. She didn't have any, any bad, uh, bad say about it. And, uh, so I just, uh, set, set, set my boss down. I was like, Hey, I I think I'm going to go full time. Uh, Brooke, my wife, uh, is, is on board with it. And he's like, man, I support you 100%. And, I'll always be here if you don't make it, which I hope you do. And uh, that was going on two years now. So it's uh, she's still supportive this day. We always, you know, you have your ups and downs. And uh, we just try to talk about it and communicate. And uh, especially now with the, the baby on the way, you just, uh, just got to talk and communicate with, with your uh, spouse. That's 100% right. Communication, that's, uh, that's, that's key to marriage, key to business, key to relationships, just in life in general. Uh, you have to yeah. have to have to communicate. Um, yeah. Let's go back to last season. So you hired a guy on, you brought him on. That's a big step, first off, is just bringing the guy on. What did your yeah. uh, What were you working before you brought him on? How did you kind of justify that first employee? Because that's a question we get a lot is like, when do we hire? Um, at what point do we hire? Is it a certain revenue? Is it a certain number of yards? Is it how many hours a week you're working? Like, how did you decide to make that jump uh, into hiring an employee? Well, I'm, of course, I'm no expert on it, but uh, I've done it solo for so long. I kind of was like, I just kind of wanted to know how much more money I could bring in with another guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I looked around and you always get people like, Oh, I'm interested, you know, and you know, no show, no call, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, so I, I got to the point where I was like, I took, I started taking on more and more and just seeing how far I could go without it being like, I can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was at the point where I was at about 40 or 45 yards and I was like, I just, I can't take on anymore. So I really started hitting the ground, Facebook, you know, putting out ads and trying to, and, uh, I got a guy, Justin now, and, uh, we talked and everything. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm really interested. And we talked pay. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that, everything. And I was like, all right, let's, let's go for it. It was kind of a bad time. It was late fall, but I was like, 
we'll kind of get your feet wet, see how things go. If you like it, then we can hit the ground running next season. And so we started doing leafs, mulching. Uh, I think he came on around aeration time, I believe. So put him through the ringer on the, on the walk behind aerators, as you know. And uh, so he came back the next year and he's, he's here ever since. And, and, going strong and probably going to try to get another guy probably next year. Um, just try to finish out this season, me and him. And, and he's got to where he's learned enough. Uh, he's, he's kind of forming material at this point. Man, that's awesome. That's a cool story. I want to get into that a little bit more. What do all your properties look like, your property sizes? Are you doing mainly like small neighborhood lots? Are you doing big estate lots? What does that look like for you? Well, out where I live – me and my wife moved out. Um, we live in a town called Strawberry Plains and uh, very rural. That doesn't sound and, like the country at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I have to drive into town yeah. to the, you know, I'm, I'm probably 15, 20 miles before you get into like Knoxville and, and uh, you know, your, your big city like that. Yeah. And, uh, so we do anything from, I mean, I've got properties close to my house that we mow four to six acres wow. and we, we've got subdivisions where we stay in all day and they're 4,000 square foot lots. Wow. That's awesome. That's a really good mix yeah. of both. Well, and it, it kind of breaks it up. We try to do it by county. Like we'll do one county and stay in that county all day. Then we'll, we'll stay in the Knoxville city limits you know, one day and stuff like that. And we try to do save our commercials, um, for Mondays and we do a lot of trucking terminals and places like that. And, uh, trying to get into more of the condominium HOAs. I tried it one year. Um, and I just didn't like how a lot of the tenants would come out. Did, did you get this? Don't forget that, you know? And I mean, yeah, you have a hundred bosses, not one. Yeah, well, and it turned into like or two hundred eyes looking. That's the better. Thing. They're they're not your boss, but there's two hundred eyes yeah. looking at you. Exactly, and like a, a property I accounted for, say two hours, you get stopped ten, twelve times. It turns yep. into four and a half, five. You yep. know, and so we're we're gonna we're trying to switch it up and talk to the president of the HOAs and stuff like that. And I'd like to move in because they're pretty profitable if you estimate them right and whatnot. Um, but uh, I don't I don't mind doing the residential. I like the commercial, but at the same time, the residential, man, you can get in and get out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, you can as long as you don't have Grandma Harfnerbler talking to you, as the cattle woman would say, coming out and saying, yeah. talking to you every yeah. time you're there. Exactly. How, how is it in Alabama? Is, are they rural are they subdivisions Uh, we have a pretty good mix of both so where i started my company which is about 30 minutes from where i'm at now uh, more in rural uh rural outside of birmingham um that that was more bigger lots just old field grass like not really turf nice turf where we're Mm -hmm. at now we moved a little bit closer we're kind of in a we're in a city now a, a bigger city um Small but big, I guess you could say. It's very populated for the, its size, and so there's a lot of there's a lot more tight knit neighborhoods. We still have a good mix of both. Um, we still have some big acreage. We do a couple HOAs that are acres and, and big fields and things like that, common areas. But we're trying to get more and more into the subdivision style homes, the 
the ten to fifteen thousand square foot lots, like nothing, nothing yeah. huge. Um, maybe half a quarter, half an acre, somewhere in there. Um, those, are, those, yeah. that's that's what I would like to get to. I mean, that's a d- d- dream scenario. But our problem is we're very hilly here, so a lot of our neighborhood yards have are like on a lot of hills. So yeah, uh, it makes that's it how they are here. makes it not fun. Yeah. So what are y'all the are y'all are y'all in the foothills or y'all like in the mountains where you are? Uh, like where I'm at, Strawberry Plains, I am literally. 10 minutes from the Sevierville exit where like the Smoky Mountains, Dollywood. Oh, all wow. You're, well, you're, yeah. you are way up there. Yeah. yeah, I can I can be at Dollywood in 15, 20 minutes. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm closer to that area. And then I'm 20, 25 minutes away from like downtown Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, so it's uh we get a little bit of mix of everything, but like you said, it's real hilly here. Um, you uh you definitely uh, a walk behind is your friend here. We got zero turns, and and I use one on on the on the big bigger areas, but uh, some most most of my yards you you'd want to walk behind on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I kind of I want to circle back to this employee. You brought him on in November. How I mean, was it just a dream setup? Like he didn't need to be worked full time through the winter, uh, and he just didn't really go get a full time job until the spring. How did that work, or did you keep him full time through the winter? Well, it kind of worked out. Um, I hired him on, and I kind of that's kind of why it worked. I was like, hey man, in the winter, uh, it's not going to be as steady as the summer. Um, I was like. Because Gen- January and February here, you it's just too cold. You don't really yeah. do anything. But, I mean, like last year, we mowed up until around November 31st. Mm-hmm. And, like, right now, it's so dry and everything, we're not hardly mowing anything. Yeah, we're done um, mowing. We're already into leaves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, we're not quite to leaves yet. I'd say in the next two to three weeks, we probably will be. Um, but uh, I just kind of told him and gave him the, the heads up and, pretty much told him, Hey, you're going to have to save your money. And I totally understand if, if that doesn't work for you, but that's how, you know, that's how it goes. I can, I can work you up to November, December, but you're going to have at least two months off. And then we get started back, uh, in March, it's hit or miss. Um, I mean, it's been snowing in March before, or it's been 70s, 80s in March. Um, yep, yep. and it kind of worked out for him. He didn't mind it. It kind of gave him a, a break from the, the summer and, and spring and fall rush. And, so it's just uh, it's worked out for both of us. That's awesome. That is that's really yeah. cool. I'm I'm happy that that it's worked that way. That's a that's a unique scenario that I don't feel like a lot of people get that blessed with. Yeah, it kind of and it, I know it sounds crazy. It just kind of landed in my lap, and you know I'm thankful for it. So it's uh, it's worked out, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll work out for us next year. So what are your yeah? What are your plans going into this year? What are what are the plans for keeping him on or doing unemployment or what does that look like? Yeah, well, we we got him switched over to the the W two. Um, yeah, yep. for a while he was just a ten ninety nine con contractor, and mm-hmm. uh, when I when I saw he could really do the job and he's been working out perfect, I was like, we'll, we'll get switched over, and that way you know you can do the the unemployment thing. And uh, so we we just got him on technically as a seasonal employee. That way he can get uh, unemployment in the months we don't work and. Uh, if we do get a job, what's nice about the, the seasonal um, is he can still work. He just won't get the unemployment. And then the days we don't, he gets unemployment um, in, in the winter months. And uh, so that's uh, 
that's what we got him switched over to right now. And so far it's been working. We've, we've got him on uh, payroll and everything and just got him switched over to direct deposit. I was just cutting him a check and, uh, but, uh, I just wanted to kind of make it more professional and, and permanent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. This is our first year doing W dudes as well. Trying to figure out all the ropes there, all the taxes, everything goes along with it. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it kind of sucks to be an employer. You get the, the right. uncle Sam's going to get his money. Dude, it's uh, I was amazed, uh, and and I kind of had to explain to him uh, when he got that first check, it wasn't as much. And yep, I was like, man, yep. I, Uncle Sam's got to get his. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Who do you use pay- for payroll? I think um, my accountant and CPA uses is it ADP. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, ADP is okay. the biggest uh, one. One of the biggest yeah, ones. Okay, yeah, so do I they run? Does your accountant run it for you, or do you do payroll? No, she. I I hire her, and she does all my um like reconciliations through QuickBooks. Oh she yeah, cool. After the end of the year, everything, and uh, that was worth every penny. Yeah, yeah. So we'll hit on that. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Kind of along the entrepreneurial mindset of like the delegation, the growing the business the other way. What um, how has that worked for you? How have you figured out how to delegate? Like just as simple as bookkeeping, things like that. How long did you do that before you let that go? Well, when I first started, um, I kind of done it the old paper and legal pad, you know, just wrote everything down, saved my receipts and, you know, hope for the best. And then I got to where when I started getting, I didn't get QuickBooks until pretty much when I made it, uh, like official started on my own and everything and, uh, got QuickBooks, didn't really know how to use it, um, it's kind of confusing everything. My my brother, he came to me, he goes, man, I've got this CPA that does all my taxes and everything. He goes, see if she would be interested in doing yours. Yeah. So I sat down with her and she's like, oh yeah, we'll just get you on a monthly payment and I'll take care of everything. And I was like, she gave me the price. And I was like, well, it's kind of steep, you know, but at the time, I thought it was steep, but it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I was like, let's just bite the bullet. I, you know, I didn't like want to mess with the IRS and the, you know, in the, in the Department of Revenue, and so I let her have it. And man, it's been the best thing. She'll call me if she's got any questions. She does all my reconciliations. I don't have to do any of the articles of organization from LSC every year. All that, and uh, it's. If I could tell anybody, man, it's 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 worth the money. You you got to get a, a account and CPA because it's a it's a lifesaver. Yeah, it, and it will save you in the long run. Like the money you spend, it's not an it's not an expense, and it's an investment into your business and into your future. That's the way I look at it. Is um, does it does it stink that I have to write that check every month or, or do that? I mean, to be legit, then I mean, yeah, I guess. But at the same time, it's an investment in your company. If you ever want to sell that company, then you have something to, to fall back on. You know your books are going to be right. Uh, you're going to be able to take whoever it is, a potential buyer to your account, and say, look, you can sit on him and go through it because uh, they've done it all. So they know they know exactly what it is. So uh, that's – Well, yeah. Go it, ahead. It's just, it's just nice being able to get on QuickBooks. You can see your P&Ls, your balance sheets. You know, anything you want, especially now that I've got her and everything's up to date each month. Yeah. You can't, you know, everybody says you need to know your numbers. Well, 
man, if you get a CPN account and you, you can definitely, uh, it'll definitely help you out with that. Yep. Yep. No, that's a hundred percent right, man. That's, uh, that's good stuff. That's cool to hear that you, that you already starting that in the beginning. Cause I mean, you're only year two into full time. And so yeah. getting all that stuff figured out, you're a lot further along than I feel like a lot of people would be, uh, at your, at your timeline at your age and stuff. So how old are you? I am, tw- uh, 29 and i will be 30 this year awesome okay so you still got a lot of life left in you then oh yeah oh yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm still still young so yeah. uh you're you're in your 20s correct yes yes i am 22 about to be 23 so okay okay yeah a little yeah. on the younger side but we're just we're just rocking and rolling one day at a time I, I feel like i'm 30 sometimes you know all this when you man i'm going to tell you let's let's let it out here on the podcast for everybody to hear when you have a baby you don't sleep Nobody told me. Oh. Nobody adequately prepared me, and I'm. It's. I've made it my my life's goal and mission moving forward is to tell everyone who's about to have a kid, you don't sleep. You better get ready for it. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. My my uh, my brother and sister in law. They just had twins. Oh my goodness. And, yeah, and they just turned. Uh, I think four months old. And yeah, at the first man, they they look like walking zombies, but uh, they've been crushing it and. They said uh, if you can handle no sleep, just you, you just got to roll with it. Yeah, yeah. You can, if you can get through that part, then you're gonna you're gonna be all right. So when does your wife do? Uh, I think the last doctor appointment we went to was around March thirteenth, fourteenth, I believe. Okay, so, all right. So yeah. you still got a little bit of little bit of ways to go, but uh, yeah, it'll yeah, be here before you know it. Mark. Oh yeah, it's uh, we're excited and uh, just uh, something new to add to the. To the book so. for sure bringing it bringing it in right on spring rush too that's not gonna that's not gonna add any tension or stress to anything that's what i told her i was, I was like it could not have come at a at a crazier <laughs> time but uh you know those things you can't can't pick and choose them yep that's right that's right so that's well that's awesome i'm happy for y'all happy for that uh man your life changes like overnight literally overnight like the second he's born or she's born do you know boy or girl yet yeah, it's a girl. Oh, yep. awesome, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's too cool. We had a boy first, and I'm ready to have a girl. So, uh, we I there wanted to have a boy for sure, but I, I'm I definitely want a girl now. I grew up with brothers and things, so uh, a girl is definitely what I want moving forward. Well, let's so let's talk about business moving forward. Well, actually, let's talk about your services. We haven't even got into that. So, what do y'all do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Butler Landscape LLC is the name of the company, right? Yes. So yeah. what? So what is what do y'all do? What services do y'all offer? So we're just a you know a lawn and lawn uh, landscaping company, and uh, we just do mowing Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and we try to shoot for landscaping on Thursdays and Fridays, and uh, we also do uh, gutter downspout burial and French drain works, uh, and we've we've got into that more here recently, um, just because it's something different, and we really like doing it. We're good at it. Um, and uh we've uh we got it we used to dig them by hand and uh last year i bought a uh new holland tractor uh with a backhoe on it and that's made life way easier and uh but uh yeah just your full bush trimming landscaping mulching um and uh the the dirt work side of things would be our our french drains and uh gutter downspout barrels that's what we like doing man it's fun yeah, those are those are cool. What kind of ground do y'all have up there? What kind of dirt are you digging in? Well, it's it's really good topsoil, but the oh, newer jealous. neighborhoods were the newer neighborhoods we're running into. It's uh, they're stripping all the topsoil off when they're done and leaving us with just 
sticky clay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome, and welcome to my life 24 seven. Oh God. It's, it's a, it's a mess. And especially yeah. after it rains, it's just wet. It's sticky. You can't get it out of your bucket. And, uh, I, I don't know why I'm sure this, the contractors sell it, um, the, the topsoil off of it. Uh, I'm not real sure, but, uh, if we can get eighty uh, percent of its topsoil, but the newer neighborhoods, it's starting to be more clay. And uh, but uh, we're we're working with it. Just takes a little bit more time, but uh, we're we're kicking kicking through it. Yeah. So how did you learn how to install all that stuff? A common thing we hear a lot is like, and, and this is something for me in my business is like, I love asking people that offer services like that that are more than mowing, more like something that takes a little skill to learn um the the retaining walls the french drains things like that and you didn't you didn't say y'all do retaining walls or, or did you no we don't we don't do any uh hardscaping at the moment yeah okay so french drains and gutter downspouts though you're still you're still working with great at that point you're still digging a pretty good bit like you got to do things right you're still working with gra- uh different kinds of base and things so how did you learn how to do that stuff is it something that you learned growing up or like did you teach yourself watch videos how did that whole process go well it it really started back at my my commercial maintenance job. Um, that's that's kind of where I, I thank him, man. He, he really taught me a lot, and uh, all the time he was building new shopping centers and rental properties, and and I literally just took notes, videos, and just studied it because I I think it's very very interesting, and. Uh, so I, I really learned it from him, just adding French drains and, and on all his new properties, we would bury the gutter downspouts on all the houses and, and strip malls and whatnot. And then when I got done with him, it's kind of just learned my lesson and ran into different issues and, and learned from my mistakes. And, uh, but, uh, really, I, I really got to just thank him. And then, uh, after that, just kind of, the final touches I just learned myself and, and watching videos and really YouTube really, it's really crazy out there. You, uh, you can learn almost anything you learn in school on YouTube nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Self-education is huge. That's something that I, that I, I mean, preach and preach and preach is self-education all the way, uh, to the end, because I think you can do, uh, you, that can take you a long way without even having to pay for any school and maybe buy a resource along the way, uh, a, a course, something like that to help you. But, um, there's plenty of free self education out there. Well, uh, what is the worst thing you think y'all have ran into on a job site? Like, uh, like dig in or think? Have you ever hit a line or had a big? I mean, dig too deep. What What does you think your biggest issue is? Well, the my biggest problem I think we've ever run into, um, and I, it was before I hired Justin on, um, and really before I learned about. Uh, you know, utility marking. Um, I, I def, I've, I've definitely hit a waterline and uh, hit some other PVC and stuff like that. And then I learned uh, that uh, about the utility marking company. And ever since then, I, I try to just uh, whether the customer's impatient or not. I just you you got to wait till you mark your utilities um, because I've, I've definitely learned the hard way by hitting a waterline. And uh, but now I, I get the utilities marked and. I've, it's one of those things where I said I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You never never dig before uh, you have those things marked. I, I totally agree with that. 
Um, those, yeah. are, those are all things that I think are crucial moving forward. And that's even the little things that we do, if we ever are even like planting or taking out shrubs or uh, mess, tree, stump grinding tree uh, stumps or anything like that, like we're always going to mark just if there's any, if there's anything near where we think we could hit it, we always mark it now. Um, well, and that's, and that's kind of what, you know, we, we definitely do that now. And what I, what I teach my guys, just, we don't, use the machine close to the house or if there's a gas meter next to the house and stuff like that, we always try to just go ahead and suck it up, dig that part by hand. Yeah. And then once you get so many feet out, we'll kick the machine back on and, and dig it the rest of the way. But you just kind of got to think, got to think smart and yeah, it might cause you a little bit extra work. Um, but, uh, you're, you're better off to dig those tight places and, and where the gas lines and, and next to the house just by hand. For sure, for sure. I think I missed it. What what equipment did you say you had a back a mini skid or a, a mini excavator? What did you say you had? We we got the New Holland. It's the twenty seven horse. It's the tractor. It's got the oh, front yeah. end loader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, oh, yeah. does it have a backhoe as well? Yes. yes. Okay. I want to hear. Yes. Tell me about that. So, how do you think your what do you what is your opinion on getting a, tra- a little tractor like that versus a uh, a little mini skid because th- I feel like the tractors are so much more versatile. Like, is it? I mean, is it four wheel drive? Yeah, it's four wheel drive. So it's four wheel drive. So you can go. I mean, almost anywhere. But I, like, you're not tearing up turf. You can turn on people's yards and not bother it. Like, what is yeah. your what is your opinion on that? How has that worked out for you? Ready to charge up your business and take it to the next level? Well, plug in and join us for Entrepreneur Academy Live 2022. Don't miss this electrifying opportunity to hear from our top industry professionals. Get powered up in this high-energy atmosphere, learning trade industry knowledge and ways to level up your thinking. This high-energy teaching and networking event is full of motivational information, giveaways, and trade industry secrets. Take charge and register now for the industry's largest training event of the year, Entrepreneur Academy Live 2022. All around, it's just a great experience. I didn't realize how important that LAL is. You get more than you you spend at a four, for a four-year degree. Man, I can't wait. This has been a great event, and I will definitely be back next year. Take charge and register now. Entrepreneur Academy Live is Saturday, November 12th in Novi, Michigan. And we're going to get a little bit more detail. I want to help you guys grow larger companies, more crews, more profitable businesses, a little bit more X's and O's. And the link to register is in the podcast description. So when I first looked into it, it was an awesome idea. I got it. It'll dig a little over seven feet deep. Um, you can get whatever, I mean, whatever size buckets you want, six inch, nine inch, 12 inch, you know, they, they've got it. Um, it's got the outriggers. You can put your bucket down in the front and you can lift all four tires off the ground and just work. Well, now that I'm you back when I was only using it, say, once a week or once every two weeks wasn't that bad. But what I've learned now is, is that, uh, in my opinion, I'm actually looking into to trading it in and getting a, a mini skid or actual mini X, because what you run into with the, the tractor is mine's got the, the swivel seat. You can swivel it around Yep, yep. and you, you can dig or whatever, but by the time you dig about a five foot, six foot span, excuse me, um, you have to get off the tractor, swivel the seat around, take your outriggers up, pull your bucket up, pull the tractor up, set everything Do back it all down. Over again. Yeah. 
do it all over. I mean, you you waste so much time, and I that's the only thing I hate about it is I mean, you literally got to you can't just do it like a mini X or a, a mini skid with a trencher or something and just scoot it back, dig, scoot it back, dig. Um, that's the only downfall I would say. It's powerful. You don't need any more power. Uh, I mean, it'll lift a, a full bucket of river rock, uh, number 57 gravel for driveway, whatever you want. But the, the backhoe part, you just got to account for a little more time because it just, time you pull your outriggers up and lift your bucket and swivel your seat around, I mean, you just waste so much time. Um, so that's kind of why we're wanting to transition out of that and are looking into the more of the mini skid or, um, uh, cause I'm a John Deere guy. So I'm looking oh, at yeah, the John Deere, like, yeah, the 17 the G or something like that. Cause I think it, uh, it will be quicker, um, and kind of less of a hassle with a, with a tractor, but it's been an all around excellent machine. Um, if for a homeowner or anything like that, it would be perfect. But, uh, well, I'm even like thinking, here, so did you ever, have you, do you do much like landscape planning or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, so and, that's, you know, that's how I think my use for it would be cause we don't do French drains, but like my thought is like, you can get an auger attachment for that thing and just dig the holes with that. I mean, just like you could a mini skid or anything else. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can. Um, with what I've ran into though, we, we plant a lot of privacy hedges out of skip laurels, Leland, emerald green, stuff like that. And our customers already want them pretty big. So we're planting the 20, 25 gallon. Uh-huh. And to get that 25, I think, I think they call it a 25 inch auger or a 20 something. The, the smaller tractor, it, it really bogs it down. Okay. And in that clay, and like where you're at, that yep, clay, yep. I don't think it. I don't think it would handle it. Okay, so maybe just get yeah. a. It's not necessarily having the tractor. It's just get a bigger horsepower. I was about to say you might want to go to the next step up. I, I think it's like a thirty-five or thirty-six horse would probably yeah. be fine, but not with the the twenty-seven horse. It. I just don't think in the clay soil it, it just doesn't do as good. Um, okay. Now with the small. Now we've planted smaller stuff, five gallon and one gallon stuff like that, and it will it'll drill you pilot holes like crazy yeah but when you get up to that big uh 18 24 inch auger it just it doesn't like it yeah yeah no that's good information that's uh yeah that that that's cool to me so what do you think last thing on the whole tractor thing but like the whole like versatility of driving on people's yards and not having to put down a plywood highway things like that like does that i mean how big of a factor has that been because i feel like even though you're you're you have to take your outriggers up you have to move the bucket and all that that's that takes time, but you're not having to set out plywood highways. You're not having to worry about turf being torn up uh, outside of what you're digging. So, like, ha- I mean, have you thought about that? What is that? Are you really going to yeah. save that much more time? Um, not like having to do that. I'm j- I'm just curious here, not yeah. one way or the other. Um, you're probably correct. Um, the only thing it, it it is awesome on grass. Doesn't tear it up. Um, now on wet grass, wet ground, of course, any machine yeah, yeah, is yeah. going to tear For the sure. ground up. Um, but, uh, but the only thing we've noticed is when the outriggers go down and, and we used to not, but we, I've learned now when the outriggers go down, we try to put like a, a piece of like 12 inch or 12 inch piece of plywood under them. Yep. Cause if you go to dig and you get caught up on something, it'll kind of pull the tractor a little bit. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of dig those outriggers down. So we started that. Um, but, uh, we tried just to, to not work on days i know that the ground's going to be tore up because that's just more more money out of your pocket fixing the ground and stuff so in in my scenario uh 
you know, I've never, never owned a track machine, so I couldn't tell you, you know, how bad it is on the ground, but I just think a, a track machine, um, like a mini skid or a mini X is just going to, to fit us better. But I, I think you are correct. I, I think the tractor would be better on the ground yeah, um, than, yeah. a, than a track machine. Um, but uh, it's, it's worth saving the, the time for, for sure. me. Yeah, no, no. I see both sides of it. That's cool. I'm just, I'm just interested trying to, trying to, because that's something, this is literally a conversation that I've thought in my head and ran over a million times of if I do go yeah. that route, it would be cool to get a little tractor like that because I mean, you can pick up a little tractor like that for not that much money in the grand scheme of things. I mean, what no. what does something like that cost? Like, I mean, I know it's been a while since you bought it, so it could be more expensive. But I mean, what yeah. twenty five, twenty five grand, maybe something like that. Actually, ours cost. Uh, I think we paid. I think I bought it in. Now that I think about it, I bought it at the end of nineteen. I think it was February of nineteen or February of twenty, and we paid seventeen nine for it. Yeah, so probably so probably close to twenty five grand now, but uh, yeah. but yeah, back then that's not. I mean, that's really not bad. I mean, for I mean well, that then, machine's paid itself off surely. Oh, I mean, multiple times oh, over. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and versus you know like a mini skid or a mini X nowadays is I think the numbers we're looking at is anywhere from thirty to forty thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's so uh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be a good entry level option. I feel like if you're looking to get I, into that. Yeah, I definitely think for somebody that's just getting started um, and and doesn't have the 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 line of credit and and uh, everything, I think it'd be a good start. Um, but now that we're we've been in it full time for a couple years, um, I just think time the to make that mini- transition. Yeah, it's just going to be more versatile for yeah. us and and more attachments and yep, yep. you know stuff like that. Yeah, for sure, buddy. That's yeah. uh, that's cool stuff. That's a, that's a fun conversation there. Where do you have any yeah. any words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave anybody with today? If I could, the one thing I could say is the the going back to the CPA and accountant thing. Mm, um, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the the main thing when you get started. Um, when you're forming, if if that's where you're starting, if you're forming your LLC, I think you should just go ahead, find you an accountant, CPA. It might uh, might cost you a little money up front, but uh, I think it'll be well worth it. Um, it. It's been well worth it for us. It's 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 been awesome. Yeah, no, that's really good, man. I agree with everything everything you've said there. That will save you a lot of money and time and headache in the future because I I made those mistakes. I went the wrong route. I didn't have a bookkeeper. I hired the wrong bookkeeper. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's been a process and it, and it ended up biting me. I spent a lot of money, wasted a lot of money. Uh, but now we got it all figured out. We have a great bookkeeper in Gulf coast bookkeeping. Uh, and so if you want to check them out, that's free plug, free plug there, uh, yeah, Megan yeah. and Joey. But if anybody wants to check out Gulf coast bookkeeping, just tell them that, uh, we sent you here from the growing green podcast and they'll be happy to chat with you there. But, uh, well, any, anything, I mean, if that, if that's all you got, man, I think, uh, that's pretty good on our end. I have one final question that we like to ask all of our guests, pretty simple, but it can be complex and it's just uh what is your why uh well now would uh would be my little girl on the way mm, and, yeah uh, my wife i yep. just uh I, I don't want them to ever want for anything and uh when i'm out there working i just uh you know that's that's kind of why i'm doing it is just to provide them for and try to get them whatever whatever they want and keep them comfortable and keep a a roof over their head and uh, just keep a good life for them. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love hearing people's whys because as life goes on, as you progress, um, you develop, family grows, you just you just 
you just get older. Life goes on and, and things change. And it's really cool to see how people's whys do change and they adapt with your life. Like five years ago, yeah. it wouldn't have been for the reason it is now. Shoot, <laughs> exactly. six months ago, it wouldn't have been for the reason it is now. So yeah. um, I love love hearing those answers. A lot of times we have some people say the same things. Like I'm sure we've had many people say for my kids and my wife, but it's always a different meaning to somebody else. It means something personal to them. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. uh, that that's why we like hearing that hearing that answer there. So, well, are man, you, uh, go ahead. Going to equip this year? Absolutely, absolutely. We will be right. there. Yeah. Is, is uh, how many how many times have you been? Uh, I, last year was actually my first time, so this is only my second year. Okay. Well, this, see, this year is uh, my first time. I, I missed it last year due to COVID. I got COVID oh, like yeah. two days before uh, I was supposed to go, and I was like, I'm not missing it this year. Yeah. So uh, I look forward to seeing you down there. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. If you see me, stop me and say, hey, uh, that's uh, it's a fun time getting to hang out with everybody. It's, uh, it's a whirlwind for sure. But oh, it yeah. is definitely something that we love, and and I, I mean I don't ever see myself not going now, honestly, for the for the rest of time because I just love the networking and getting to talk to people and hang out. All the people you talk to on social media, we get to talk to on the podcast like this. Just getting able oh, to yeah. shake your hand and say hey in person and just build that relationship makes it uh, so much sweeter. So look forward oh, to yeah. seeing you in uh, real time, really about uh, just one week. Yeah, I was about to say we yeah. got we got about a week left. Yeah, how far of a drive is that for you? Uh, from my house to where I'm staying, it says it's about four hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's still a pretty good drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, cause I, I'm staying, um, I think at the Galt house, I believe is what it's called. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a really good hotel downtown. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm about, uh, four hours, four hours and 15 minutes. What about you? I hear you. Uh, we're about five at right at five hours. So, Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Not not too bad at all. So we just yeah. we straight shot up sixty five and and we'll be there before you know it. So, uh, yeah. well, man, that's that's really cool. Uh, where can everybody find you if they want to connect with you? Maybe ask you a question or something about that tractor or whatever they got going on in their business. They can they can relate to you with. Yeah, just uh, Butler Landscapes LLC on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Man, that's awesome. Everybody, go check yeah. them out. There's nothing. There's nothing. No better way I can end the show. Uh, I love hearing all your answers, all all the value you brought to the show today. I really appreciate you coming on tonight and spending some time with us. Yeah, thanks, Jeremiah. I look forward to seeing you uh, to quit. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today for the show. If you did enjoy it, uh, leave us a big five star rating interview. Those do help us at boost us out there so we can continue to grow the community one relationship at a time. Again, thanks to Brian with Launchpreneur Academy for sponsoring the show today and uh, all the courses he has going on there. LAL is coming up. We're just around the corner. Uh, you heard the ad uh, earlier on in the show there. And so go check it out. Go check out LaunchPreneurAcademy.com. Get your ticket. Get, get You missed the early bird. Sorry to tell you you missed early bird pricing, but get it now because uh, it wouldn't shock me if it goes up even more at the end of October. So um, go check that out. Get your ticket. Get your spot booked. It's going to be a really fun uh, weekend there in Novi, Michigan. It's going to be my first time there, so hope to see a lot of you guys there as well and get to network and hang out together. And uh, also check out the resources and everything that Brian's got going on uh, on uh, LaunchNewAcademy.com. So without any further ado, I think that is going to wrap this one up, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.